You are listening to I Can't, I Have Rehearsal, a community theater podcast. A backstage look at community theater from the point of view of the cast and crew. Hello, theater family! We're back. We're back from our space. And season two is gonna and put a blanket on your face. A blanket on your face. It's out of this world. Out of this world. It'll blindside you because blankets are dark. Because they're dark? <laughs> well, they make it dark. You put it oh. over your head, it's dark. Right. I mean, right. you know. You're right. So. Oh my goodness. Well, gracious. what a ride, everyone. Right? Season one. Got a break in us, and That's, now we're back. It's craziness, though. Oh. Season one was already come and gone. Remember when we conceived this? Little, I remember when I conceived it. The little baby. <laughs> We're talking about the podcast, Laura. <laughs> Not our little intern. Our little little intern, baby, intern. Yes, we have the lovely little Juniper here today. Oh. Make yourself known, oh. sweetheart. Say hi. Say hi. Hi, hi, hi. No, she's like, no. She's not I'm ready. Done. She's a silent intern. That's fine. <laughs> No, oh, great, there you go. Tell it up. Oh, you I love baby talk. That's going to be really cute for people to listen to. Yeah. I'm very natural. <laughs> I know. I know, sweetie. So, we're going to do a little review episode for you guys to kick off season two. We're going to like show you guys some of our favorite moments from season one. Totally. Insert some clips from past episodes here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and just kind of count those down a little bit. It, no particular order, just stuff that's coming up and moments that we thought really stood out. Our favorite moments from the season one of the podcast. Yeah. You know, something fun, just something to uh, remember the Also, it's a filler episode until we (laughs) 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 can get some interviews going. Peel back the curtain, everyone. Right. We need need one more week to line things up. Let's take off our masks. We're getting things started. But yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get started with our first one. Uh, and we'll be back with the countdown in three, two, one. So I guess one of my first like favorite moments is probably when Laura and I kicked this whole thing off. Um, so it's not even fr- it's from our trailer episode, and we just really started to talk about like what the purpose of this podcast was going to be, like how the idea came about, like why we wanted to do this together, why we wanted to start this journey, why we thought it was important. You know, it's not really one of those, like, comedic parts that, you know, the funny moments, but it's where it all started. And it really has been such an amazing process of creating something from the ground up with, you know, two of my best friends. So that's probably where I would like to start with my favorite moments is just talking about that trailer episode and conceiving the entire D idea of I can't, I have rehearsal. Uh, yeah. so. But, well, mainly we just wanted to give you guys an introduction to both who Laura and I are as people and who your hosts are going to be. Yeah. Um, our plan for this podcast is to just take you behind the scenes of all aspects of community theater with actors, directors. Designers. S- yes, yeah, set designers, vocal directors. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone behind the scenes, part of the tech crew, sound and lights and rigging and all of those kind of things that go into a production because a lot of people just see the actors and they don't think about everything else that goes yep. into a production. And yes, without the actors, the show doesn't happen, but without the tech people, the actors look awful. Exactly. As they're doing that. Without so, the production team, like the yeah. show wouldn't even it be doesn't there. Exist. Yeah, Somebody it doesn't had to exist. come up with the idea before we all went to auditions and, hey, yep. <laughs> and did it. So 
yeah, we just are really excited to invite you guys into our theater family and get started with this project. It's something that Laura and I have wanted to do forever, and we finally just bit the bullet and we're gonna do it now. Now, this now second, is the time. <laughs> As you're about to have a baby, and I'm doing back-to-back shows. Exactly, we picked an opportune <laughs> moment, moment to start a new project, <laughs> which is how we operate. I'm seriously, so whatever. <laughs> So another one of my favorite moments is from our first episode where we talked to EP Rachel Klein about her little first embarrassing moment where she had a Janet Jackson moment in a small children's production of Aladdin and the mortified Aladdin that just was so apologetic about the whole situation and what happened. I just, I giggle every time I listen to that part. It's just so funny. And, like, you did. You got straight up Justin Timberlake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not intentionally. Not intentionally. It's an accident. But, like, it happened. I don't know if Janet Jackson's was, like, intentional either. Like, you know, these things happen. But, yeah. So, here's that clip for all of you. Question. Uh, what is your most embarrassing moment that you can remember? In rehearsal or in a show? Uh, I have one for both. Can I give you one for both? Yeah, go for it. Um, in a show, I'm trying to remember which show this was. I just remember, uh, coming out, I think this may have been in high school. No, no, no. It was like a Missoula Children's Theater play. And it was Aladdin, and I played Princess Jasmine. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yes, I, that'd be my role where I'd be like, I made it. <laughs> Done. I can die happy. I'm good. Um, I remember that uh, the boy who played Aladdin and I, like, at the, like, it's right after A Whole New World, like, we're singing that, that song. Uh-huh. And then... Like, we come together, and, like, I, we're not, ki- like, we were, like, 12. There's no stage kissing <laughs> at 12. No, I was older than that. I must have been, like, 13, 14. Anyway, um, we came together, and the top part of my costume got caught on oh, no. his part of his costume. Oh, no. And this was, it wasn't a show. This was in rehearsal, thank God. Um, <laughs> but the whole top half of my costume, like, Ripped off. Oh, you had a Janet moment. <laughs> oh my god, she had a Janet Jackson oh. Super Bowl. <laughs> but, but you know, I was still wearing. You got bro- Justin Timberlake. I and at that point, you had you know. I had some stuff upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> not like to the the extent to which but I have still. now. But there's <laughs> there was some stuff upstairs. But I was wearing a bra, thankfully. Um, and then yeah, I just kind of like it came off. And I just kind of stood there and was like, what do I do? But thankfully the boy who played Aladdin like took off his little vest and like draped it. Like he was so sweet. He he felt so bad. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's not your fault. We just kind of like caught on each other and it it, like just fell off. He's like, are you sure you're okay? I'm like, so nice. I'm like, I think I've been more embarrassed than this at one point in my life. Maybe. I don't know. This is probably the tippy top moment for me. But thank you for, like, instant. Like, it was, like, instant. Like, yeah. like it got caught. It ripped off. And he's like, no! It just, oh, like, man. tried to cover me as much as, like, oh he's, he was, I wish I could remember his name. Because he was so sweet. And then he just felt so bad. And then I remember opening night of the show, like, he brought me, like, 
a big bouquet of flowers to like say like good job and like i'm sorry about our malfunction in dress rehearsal this clip is still from episode one and rachel and i actually had overlapping notes on this (laughs) one <laughs> there were some strong feelings that came out <laughs> of Miss Laura's was mouth. Sipped. The tea was brewed, sipped, spilled, and cleaned S- up. The tea was brewed, served, sipped, yeah. and cleaned up. With a slice of lemon, Queen. Oh, like, so. It's my favorite moment from that. Yeah, our little co host, Miss Laura, was throwing some serious shade. At Emma Watson and her betrayal of Belle in the new version of Beauty and the Beast. So, based on that moment, there's a whole episode coming about that. So, <laughs> everybody stay tuned for that, but take a listen to that moment. She does her thing. I really like Emma Watson. She's one of my favorite actresses. I, I don't know. I guess like, I thought like, she was great as Belle. I'm, ooh, so I'm, just, I'm just a little shame thrown. She's going to sip the tea. I I love her. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, I think she was pretty. Uh Uh-huh. And um, she dances really well. But... I just... I couldn't... I couldn't deal with the singing. And that's just me. It's just... It ruined it for me. But... I know. I know. And I... I hate to say that. I hate... You know, put it in... Put it out loud, but... Mm -hmm. You are allowed to have your own opinion. You know, everyone else was this gorgeous singing. But you have to think of, like, I feel like everyone else in that movie had been on, like, a Broadway stage before. But see, because of that, there's a sharp contrast to Belle then. I suppose. And so all I get, songs I get, sounded mediocre and, like, less awesome because of it. Because of it, when it, she should have been, like... Well, and they didn't they do, like, any do. of the classic, like, Belle. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't sing... What's that huge song in the musical? Little Town? No, she did that one. But the one where, like, she goes to find her dad, like, right before she finds oh, him. Oh, I can't remember what it's called, oh, but I know what you musical, meant. Oh, in the musical musical? Yeah. yeah. Home, Home or A Change Home. in Me? A Change in Me, that's it. A Change yeah. in Me. Oh, I love the song. But yeah. no, I know, she didn't do those. Um, but I just... It could have been a cup for time type of thing. That... Well, they added some stuff that wasn't. They just needed that celebrity name, I think. Uh, And it's just. I see what you mean. I know. And sorry, I I didn't mean to like digress. Don't don't (laughs) poop me on it. I don't want to. But no, like then I I love her, and that's. But this is a great idea for another episode. Is like movie musicals. Like, what's the deal? (laughs) (laughs) Can I come back for movie musicals? (laughs) We'll write you in. Please write me in because that's that's one topic that where I like sit back. It was like. So another one of my favorite moments is actually from episode two where we talked with Nick Corey. And Laura and I did this interview with him. We were talking about having multiple creative outlets uh, and the different ventures that he goes in. He's really just like, we call it the jack of all trades uh, because he has so much going on. He develops games, he blogs, he podcasts, he's in theater. He has so many different projects going on. He's a writer and an author. Um, But one of my favorite things that we talked about was actually him getting cast in his first musical and what that process was like for him and how scary it was for him to even be there that night because it was something that was so out of his comfort zone. And even when you're an artist like, and you've done stuff like this before, there's still new challenges that come up with each new show that you go out for. 
So it was really interesting hearing his take on that. So take a listen to Nick talking about getting cast in Young Frankenstein. What do you, how do you feel about approaching this? Um, right now I'm just trying to absorb everything I can and learn everything I can. And I've said this multiple times to the people at rehearsals, um, the other actors and all that, but, uh, the, around this area, there's kind of this group that does musicals and Mm -hmm. like every musical that comes out, they do it. And it's always kind of this rotating cast of... Sim- yeah, and tra- <laughs> Travis, you know, Travis, you know all about that. You know, like, I mean, that's great. That's yeah. awesome that you have that, that thing that you do. And this is my first one, as you mentioned. So mm-hmm. it, I'm kind of like inserting myself into this group that's already established as like we are the Brainerd Lakes area, the Greater Lakes area musical group. And so in a way, it almost sort of feels like it's my first production because I'm, I know a couple people, but I've never done a musical before, so it's totally mm-hmm. different. And it's like, I remember sitting down during auditions and Patrick sat next to me because he knew I was really nervous and we're chatting a little bit. And I said, so are we doing any line readings tonight? And he said, probably not. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh. And he goes, why? And I said, well, because I wanted to do something I knew I could do. You right. know what I mean? And now looking at the play, I'm like, oh, I see why there's no line readings because I have no lines. Like, yeah. I'm all <laughs> singing. Sure, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I've been listening to the soundtrack every day. I've been taking every pointer I can from everyone else who's there, really mm-hmm. just trying to learn what I can do so that I'm not up there center stage and dropping everything and messing up and having to improv my way through it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So we should preface, we're actually putting on a production of Young Frankenstein. Yes. Yes. At, at Central Lakes College with Brainerd Community Theater. Patrick Spradlin is directing um, and Nick is going to be playing the role of Frederick Frankenstein mm-hmm. or Steen. As Frankenstein. <laughs> a, affectionate, you guys will find out about that when you come and see the show. <laughs> buy, buy your tickets early. Um, so I remember in the audition process. I remember, <laughs> it was a wreck. I remember it was like. A wreck. He had mentioned something about how he was like, I'm really actually thinking about leaving. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. And like, we turned around and he was gone at one point. Oh, my God. Like, we were all talking and we turned around to like talk to him and he was gone. And Rachel wow. and I were both like, where'd he go? <laughs> like, he needs to do this. And then he walked back around the corner and we were like, oh, thank God. Okay. There's you- a new kind of. Um- Anxiety that comes with musical auditions. Oh, oh it's just really, different. Singing different. in front of people is just—it's different, especially if you don't even know if you can sing. Like that was my whole thing. Like I, I sing before, but never in front of people. Like in front well, of my wife. It depends occasionally, if you but... have to um, rely on an accompanist or if you're doing it. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, you know, or if your music has to be a certain way for the accompanist to read it, so that you can sing it a certain way. Mm-hmm. If it's only like 32 bars that you're mm-hmm. allowed, or you know, whatever the audition yeah. is. So that's the, yeah. Yeah. And I remember looking at Nick when I went to sing, and he just had, like, his head in his hands. Oh, no. He wasn't looking at anybody. Because like, it was like, oh, my God, this is so good. What am was, I doing he here? He wasn't, like, paying attention to anybody. He was just like, okay, breathe, <laughs> breathe, breathe. Oh, yeah. You, know? you got to start somewhere, right? That's true. And that's what, you know, and to be honest, I've had, ever since I saw Forum, I've had um, performing a musical uh, production on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And seriously, 48 hours before the auditions, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I really don't want to do this. And my wife is just like, it's on your bucket list. You're going to do it. I'm not going to let you stay home and not do it. And I'm like, okay. Good for her. Yeah, so, <laughs> so a big shout out to Laura for that. <laughs> there you go. Um, truly supportive. But yeah, I was I was ready to just be like, sorry, Patrick, can't. And make up some reason. But. Well, we're super glad that you did. So my next one is actually from episode nine, where we talked to Carla Johnson, Patrick, and Gemma 
when they were doing the Grease uh, production for Brainerd High School. And we were asking, like, Patrick, Gemma, and Carla about their, like, inspirations, like, who made up their smoothie? One of our favorite questions. And Patrick's response sparked something in me that I immediately needed to be his best friend. And my co-host told me that that was highly inappropriate. I thought you were going to kidnap him for a hot second. I wasn't going to kidnap him. That's that's not going to happen. I'm not a crazy person. But his answer spoke to me on a spiritual level. Okay. It did. It spoke to me on a different level because we're literally the same person. And if he wanted to become best friends, it would be fine. So take a listen to the moment where Patrick literally speaks directly into my soul and the general reactions of that portion because it was real and it was deep and it was everything you'd want it to be. Relatable. Hashtag relatable. Anyway, my favorite question, um, we'll go one by one. If you had a a blend of celebrities or... um, people in general that make up who you are. It could be acting styles, it could be looks, it could be anything. What would be the ingredients of your smoothie? Um, all right. I would definitely, I'm probably gonna go to people that some people don't know, but um, I would say that I'm, 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 I'm in between Ben Platt, um, Jeremy Jordan, and um, Christian Borla. Oh my god, you're my favorite um, person ever! <laughs> god! He's so good! He's me! Me! These are my favorite people! Jeremy Jordan is my idol. I aspire to sing everything he's ever sung. In Newsies, oh, he was good in that. I almost did so Santa Fe as my audition song. Yeah, you and I need to like hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's why. I mean, you're. Almost 30-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> if he joins community theater, friendships, age don't matter. <laughs> Tons of old people we're friends with. Yeah. Tons of old people we're friends with. <laughs> yeah. could be one of those old people. It's fine. <laughs> Didn't they say 30 is the new 20? <laughs> Not when you have my bones. Um, next up is episode three, where we had Stephanie White come for uh, an interview, um, and she was talking about her first time uh, directing, which is coming up, um, and how what she'd like to do as a director, um, how she'd like to interact with her team, um, and uh, you know what kind of director she would be. Um, it was just fascinating talking with her, um, and I loved um, all of... Uh, uh, all of her ideas for her show. I'm really looking forward to it, and, and here it is. With my production team, yeah. but I I know the Adams Family. I grew up with that specifically. Like, I love it. I love creepy. I don't like scary, but I like creepy. And I've always loved, like, the Munsters and the Adams Family yeah. and everything like that, per se, and the old school, like, Frankenstein, Dracula, black and white, those kind of movies. So I want to show this area, because there's a lot of people that are into that dark, twisted stuff, like black comedy, if you will, Mm -hmm. which I wouldn't say that the show is black comedy, but it's... It's got pieces. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I'm excited to go see it be performed in Rochester. And it'll be my second time seeing it live mm -hmm. because the Aiken High School did it last year. Okay. And I fell in love with it. Mostly because of the, the plot of the show. And I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking about the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll come there. Like, I was That's how I'm... Directing in general. Just directing like, in general. I'm just... Like, I have been a part of shows for so many years, just being that yeah. actor. And then stepping outside of that and being a stage manager and yeah. being a tech and being a choreographer and all those other aspects. Everything but a director. Totally. And designer, if you will. And have watched other directors and seen how they've done their stuff. Mm -hmm. And then picked it apart like, if I was doing this, yeah. how would I do it? Yeah. yeah. We've learned a lot of like what we should do. And we've also learned a lot of like what we shouldn't do. No. <laughs> like, we've seen some things and been like, nope, not not what I'm gonna uh -huh. do, you know, and it's it's your process. Yeah. It's it's your show up until opening night, and then you hand it over to the stage manager, and Pretty you much. just have to sit back and let go. and see. Let I'm go. at that point in my life where I want to give it to the stage manager a week before we open. Mm -hmm. Like that's how on top of it I want to be because I want them to be able to run it like it's their show, not just opening night. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to be that director that is changing things on opening night. Oh, by the way, actor, I want you to do this. Uh -huh. I mean, I will if, like, there's something that has to be done a different way. Yeah. But, like, I would hope that I would be prepared enough throughout the rehearsal, rehearsals, to be there. Well, it gives you that week of... to really, like, make some, you know, artistic changes, right. you know, with actors to be like, okay, like, do it this way, do it this way. You know, it gives you that time to really sit back. Right. And look at it from that standpoint, because all the technical things are already happening. Mm -hmm. What kind of director do you think you'll be? Like, super, like, involved with every little aspect of blocking and acting and stuff? Or will you let certain processes take over and then kind of jump in? I'm really going to try and delegate. I'm going to really try. And I'm going to be like, hey, choreographer, you are in charge of this. Please do your thing. Show me your art. And then if... If they do it, and then I'm like, ooh, I'm going to change some things, I would hope that they wouldn't be upset about it because mm. that's, like, artistic direction. Yeah. But I want to showcase all of my network. Like, these are my people, and this is what they can do. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be the person that watches over everyone. I want them to be able to do what they need to do. And how they want to do it because yeah. I feel that's how everyone gets their artistic expression out there. Sure. Next one, um, I would say episode number 11 uh, was one of my top picks. Um, it's when we had the Young Frankenstein cast um, come out. Some of the Young Frankenstein cast come out. And we were talking about auditions and I swear, um, I, I mean, I loved the whole episode. Uh, the whole episode was just hilarious. The um, uh, the connections we made and everyone's comments were just really inspiring. Um, but one of the funniest moments was when uh, Sadie was talking about her audition moment and how she came into the pool. And just, like, two beers in and just forgetting her, like, song and making it up. I just cracked me up. I, I love hearing stories like that. And that was just, yeah, 
<laughs> unexpected and awesome. Um, but here it is. And <laughs> Sadie, what about you? Well, for auditions, I got decided to go out for some beers prior to. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always a great idea. Yeah. And at Jack Pine, it was like the support. Whatever you bought was supportive of. Smelty. I was there too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, I was choreographing. So, yeah. And Patrick was there, and I was like, "Well, Patrick has to go to auditions, so I'm just gonna when he leaves, I'll leave." And it was like getting closer and closer. I was like. Crap, I need to go. Like, I need to go. <laughs> and I'm not showing up till way later. So, the PBS people were in. Yeah. And I showed up after everybody cleared the hallway, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so late. And so I, like, signed my name on the list, and then we went in. And then during my song, I literally forgot every word, and I just made it up. I you made know? up every song. That's... Every word to shy. From Once Upon a Mattress. Because oh, <laughs> I couldn't remember anything. Just words. carried the tune. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and it I, was super yeah. funny, though, yeah. too. Like, <laughs> when did it, like... I was like, and even though I've practiced this song, I can't remember any of the words. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just super confident. I give off that vibe. I give off that vibe. Nice improv there. Yeah, but... uh, yeah it, was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> So I went, my, one of my favorite moments from the podcast was from episode three, which was a Stephanie, the dancing woman in black, um, just talking, you know, just giving a real opinion on the different types of choreography styles that, um, choreographers can apply to a musical right. show. Um, and I just love how brutally honest she was during that whole comment section because you need to be especially with choreography if you're not if you're not correcting in the teaching steps yeah it's never going to be right by the time of performance so i love working with stephanie and i love this moment so here it is um choreography <laughs> is way different because it's, uh -huh. it's dance it's it's being creative it's mm -hmm. expressing emotion and the point of a story and I love that I love teaching people how to do something I love to do and it shows in are, their performance yeah. what are the aspects of a good choreographer oh that's a hard question okay so you have all these different choreographers right some are really really technique oriented mm -hmm. and then you have the ones that are very inclined to musicality and if people don't know what that is it's like matching the music with mm -hmm. movement mm -hmm. um, then you have the people that just don't care and do whatever <laughs> and I'm sure there's other choreographers out there um, I'm a mixture I have technique in certain things and if I don't know something I go to somebody who knows something mm -hmm. I am not afraid to ask for help or offer to pay someone to teach me something so sure. I can become better at what I do. Yeah. I think choreography just has more of a thankful following okay. than stage managing. There are yeah. some That's people true. that are just like, yeah, thanks for stage managing. Like, if you wouldn't be here, this wouldn't run. And there's, yeah. like, the people that know 
Yeah. Yeah, they understand what you're doing. That is. Exactly, right. yeah. But then you have to deal with all these crabby people that are like, well, I'm on my way. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, I had this going on. Or, yeah, I know, I need to work on my lines. It's like, you know what, I'm just here to make you look good. And you're not letting me... <laughs> help you and mm-hmm. I'm sorry you feel like I'm mothering you but that's kind of my job <laughs> like I'm trying to make you look the best that you can be not just look but act in all the yeah. aspects of theater and it's I've had interesting conversations with different directors that I was working underneath and sometimes they're like yeah do your thing mm-hmm. and then other times I've been put in a little box of this is what you need to do and this is how you should do it. And mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I like doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm very direct. I'm Floridian. Hi. I've lived here a lot. A oh, long time. in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just, I've had, you know, people have their feelings hurt, but mm-hmm. I get to the point where I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry if that comes across like really mean, but... They're not looking at the bigger picture. They're just thinking about themselves and their emotions at the time. And then they'll go and talk to another actor and they'll be like, blah, blah, blah. and then the other person's like, well, here's this view and then here's your view. And then at the end of that conversation, they're like, okay, I feel a little bit better, but I just wish that I could get an apology. And then, like, the next day, I'll go up to someone and be like, look, I'm sorry that I said it this way. I'm not good at sugarcoating, but this is why I said it. This is what I meant behind it. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are the words I used, which is the same thing as what I meant. It's just in a nicer way. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, okay, I feel better about it. And I'm like, okay, good, because apparently I have to care about your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) My next uh, kind of favorite little moment from the podcast was episode six, which was the theater reflections episode of five women wearing the same dress. Ah, yes. <laughs> I'm in this episode, but mo- probably the best moment was Marin Goff saying she would uh, do everything to be <laughs> Tracy Turnblad. <laughs> she has no issues. Fitting all that pizza in her face. Putting on the weight, <laughs> Putting girl. Putting on the weight for a roll. Yes. That was her, like, ideal situation yeah. when it comes to... That was a really good moment. It's probably my favorite. Actually, the whole episode is so great, but that's probably one of my favorite moments. Funny. I'll switch. Marin, how about for you? <laughs> what would be your dream role Oh, show? my goodness. I love the show Chicago. Okay. Love the movie, love the musical, love the music from that. So I would love to do that in any capacity. But I also, I really love Tracy Turnblad from Hairspray. (laughs) Oh my God, I want to play your mother so bad. Yeah, I I would love to be Tracy. She is just so funny and I am totally willing to put on the pounds. You know, if needed, I will eat my way to success for Tracy. They say the best way to win an Oscar is find a role where you have to gain at least 30 pounds. They just give it to you at that point. I'm in it. It's like, you, know, you earn this. Like, <laughs> have it. 
So if you want to rack up just like that Best Actress <laughs> nomination, like for sure, find a role where you got to gain 30 and the director really wants you to do it. Tracy Turnblad. Perfect. There, there for it. <laughs> Living my best life for it. That's amazing. So uh, <laughs> just picturing you doing that and just at home like with pizza and a milkshake every night for all three meals like just get that oh yeah <laughs> there's so, somebody wait has to make i the don't sac- already do that <laughs> <laughs> oh. somebody has to make the sacrifices you know uh so my next the next one that i really really enjoyed was uh from episode eight mama bear extraordinaire with the Amazing Amy Borish. Hey, inspiration <laughs> to us all and a favorite in my heart. Yes, Amy Borash. She's a true engineer of just BCT and um, just as ingenuity. But I just loved her moment that she mentioned that she doesn't embarrass easy. Which doesn't shock me at all now that I know Amy is a person. <laughs> it's very true. It's hard to embarrass her. It's very hard to embarrass her. <laughs> Um, and then just also, just a little, little snippet from that episode, just t- talking about the different dance styles that she teaches over at Music General and how she feels about hip-hop in her 50s. <laughs> <laughs> More like hip-hop pop a hip. <laughs> hip-hop pop hip. So here that is. So, do you have any embarrassing moments <laughs> over your years? I is there have... one that stands out that just <laughs> mortifies you? Here's the thing. I have never been embarrassed of one damn thing, probably, in my whole life. I don't embarrass. I have funny stories of things that have happened, but even the things that I've done on stage that I probably should be embarrassed about, I'm so not embarrassed about it. So I don't really have an embarrassing moment because I'm just not wired that way. So what's, like, your funniest memory of, like, maybe um, a mishap that happened and you guys had to, like, you know... I mean, I can tell you a bunch of different things, like, uh, and some of them weren't even things that I was part of. Um, My, when I toured, one of the funniest, the one time that I had the hardest time keeping (laughs) keeping a straight face on stage, like, I really, I was tearing up because I was choking back the laughter, um, we did this thing called Mr. Pickwick's Cup of Christmas Cheer, and um, the the premise of the story was basically just a kind of a recreation of A Christmas Carol. It was a okay. bunch of people who had come to a holiday party, and they started to tell the story, and then they acted out. And so basically it was the Christmas Carol, but it wasn't. At any rate, um, during one of the scenes, we had to, um, a, a, a co cast member of mine she now lives in new york and is actually a talent agent but um she had to get the scrooge character into his night coat and hat or his nightgown and hat so she's and she has to dress him on stage in front in front of people so she's getting him dressed and he's got you know the mutton chops and the big handlebar and mustache and you know i mean he's got the whole facial the whole hair look, thing yeah. the whole look had the world's worst haircut for like three months <laughs> where he had to have it all the time. You know how that goes, Mr. Creepy Mustache. Yeah, been there. <sighs> Shave so, that. <laughs> right. So she's getting him dressed, and at one point he had this like white, looked like a piece of fuzz in his mustache. It, it looked like, and so she was getting him dressed, and 
she just, it was kind of on the side, not like under his nostril, but kind of on the side, right by where his, the end of his mouth was, the corner of his mouth was. And she thought it was fuzz. So she reached, <laughs> she reached out and grabbed it and, and went to throw it away. And we both realized simultaneously as she grabbed it and that it wouldn't come off. No. It was a booger. <laughs> oh <laughs> like my a gosh. Really big one. Oh no. <laughs> and she could not. She. she I couldn't she, deal. I was dying. <laughs> I was dying. I mean, I sat on stage and she gave me a look and we, like, you know, that unspoken, like, oh my God. What do we oh do? my God. What do we do? <laughs> she managed to, like, wipe it on something and then, like, a few seconds later, we had to exit the stage, but we couldn't exit for very long. It was like you exit, you drop something off, you come right back on. Yeah. We got off stage, and in the time it took us to, like, deposit the prop, all she could say to me was, oh, my God, it's a booger. Oh, my God, it was a booger. Oh, my God, it was a booger. <laughs> and I was I was cry laughing. I was laughing so hard, and she was gagging, and we were dying. So that then we had to go right back on stage, and I had to hold it together and she had to not vomit and oh that was tough that was hard because then you really feel when you're being paid for your acting then you feel like super responsible to make sure that you do not mess anything yeah so oh and it was my first professional job so then i didn't want him to be like that girl can't you know she can't keep it together right so oh that was one of the the tough uh also another the whole episode 11, so the last episode we shot of that season, um, the theater reflections on Young Frankenstein, It by far it's my favorite episode, and apparently it's our most listened to episode. It's, it's the audience's favorite episode. Really <laughs> yeah, for sure. But my favorite moment from that podcast, aside from Laura's moment about uh, Sadie being two beers in before auditions, <laughs> um, was just Jesse's... Uh, reflection on his character and how <laughs> he got into being the monster character without having to actual speak actual words. Right. <laughs> so it was interesting. It was very interesting. <laughs> Some things that needed to be avoided. Yeah. So here that is. What about, <laughs> what about you guys though? Like anything in the rehearsal process? The music? Um, as far as way? apprehensions or kind of like... Something like three for a loop. Just making the monster noises without sounding like I... Is this an R-rated podcast? Oh, yeah, we have the explicit. Yeah, so without sounding like I'd take a shit, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you know like I almost thought that. The, the <laughs> so that was the biggest thing, just having no lines but noises and make a character out of it. I guess. Yeah. Um, that was, it was, yeah, it was a good job. Was it, would you find yourself, like, almost saying a word and stopping yourself? or? Um... Patrick kind of wanted me to almost say words, you know, in a way. Oh, sure. And then, but not really, so, sort of. Kind of hard, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Except the very end. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this, like, little recap of some of our favorite moments from season one. Yeah, and and it was really hard to pick these moments, I swear. I mean, these episodes, there's so many, like, little awesome moments throughout all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, I really... (laughs) 
it was really hard to narrow down kind of our favorite. Exactly. Yeah. I don't even know if I would necessarily call us like like favorites. Like favorites. Yeah. They're just really like not. moments that really kind of stood out stood to us. Out. Exactly. Give you kind of a sense of like where we were in season one. Definitely. And like where we're projected to go with season two. Like the three of us had our meeting today about what we wanted to do, and there's just so much potential for where we want to go with this and where the three yeah. of us are just super excited about yeah, it. Yes, spoiler alert, this season is going to be lit. It's going <laughs> to be really crazy. <laughs> and longer. Yeah, longer, and longer. longer. So we're, we're, the idea for season two is to really give you guys a longer season, more episodes, and a different kind of episode, too, as well. We're... we're we're yeah. dabbling with some ideas. We're dabbling yeah, with some ideas, are. branching outside of our community theater a little bit, involving yeah. other surrounding theaters, yep. other theatrical type hobbies that don't necessarily and people correlate you to a theater. May not be able to um, experience outside of this. Yes, uh, exactly. Podcast, so. exactly. Yeah, different professionals from different walks of life, and you know you can expect a lot of, uh, of course, keeping it within our community too. Mm-hmm. A lot of ties in back to that, but also like broadening those horizons a little bit. Definitely. Because Everybody, I mean, it's even though we say we're like a community theater podcast, community theater, I mean, obviously spans beyond this community. You have our community that's here that we're all a part of, but we want to talk to other communities. How yeah. is it different from us to them Definitely. to like a, a Twin Cities community exactly. theater right. to something in Sartell or, you know. And they can still expect to hear like our theater reflection episodes that we've done. Yeah, absolutely. And hear from members of the community. We're going to be doing some great like movie musical episodes yep. and like, <laughs> some really like fun themed episodes that we're really excited about. Yes, like, you will eventually get to hear Laura Shane on Amazon. You're going to revisit if you you heard that moment earlier in the episode as one of my favorites. <laughs> and we're going to dive deep into what that's all about. Because I mean, I've got opinions. I am sister-intrigued of what that's all about. And I know kids in high school, I use that inappropriately and, like, not correctly, but whatever. Whatever. So stay tuned for season two. The three of us are super excited, and you can expect weekly episodes. Yes, and we hope you're excited, too, and tell all of your friends. Also, make sure to rate the podcast. Subscribe. Rate the podcast. Leave us a little comment, too. On, on what me. you'd like to hear from us. Exactly. We do have one really nice review that said that the hosts of the podcast have really good rapport with each other and they really enjoy listening. So add to that. Five-star reviews, everyone. <laughs> no please pressure. There. No pressure, but we love five-star reviews. And Rachel's <laughs> going to be working on the website, so that'll have a fresh, new, fun look yes, on there. Totally. Links to all the social media are up there, so yep. visit I can't, I have rehearsalpodcast.com. Everything will be in the show notes for you, so make sure you check it out, click those links, and... Like and subscribe. I don't know how many times we can say that. Exactly. Like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe and write and do all the things. It really does help us out. It lets us know how we're doing. Yes. And it helps us to engage with you guys more to involve you in the process of building the show. Exactly. All right. We'll That's see you guys next week. See, see ya. Bye. Goodbye. Nice. I can't. I have rehearsal. A community theater podcast is the wonderful brainchild of Travis Chapu and Laura Marsalik. Brought to you in part by Squarespace, edited and produced by Rachel Lynn. And a very special thanks to John Duprez and Eric Idle for the theme music.